You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit Irreverent FM for more content from our friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Janice Legata, and this is God Has Not Given, an evangelical podcast featuring me and my failing faith in conversations with my friends and family. And this is part two of my time with Jimmy and Mary Benson. So get ready for some big old doses of laughter and trauma as we share some more same, same memories of times we did not spend together, but might as well have for the similar church sicknesses we survived. It is the craziest kind of deja vu, so let's get into it and finish right this way. So Jimmy, as as a white man, uh-huh. <laughs> you out of here. Like <laughs> when, when did you notice anything? Did oh, you did um, you come in, you know, that 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 colorblind kind of like, oh, we're all the uh, same. It doesn't doesn't matter. So the foil you know. of the missionary bracket is that kids grow up a lot more self-aware and one thing that would just on some level it would just stand out and bother me immensely if I didn't feel like I was if I didn't feel like I was like um, a minority in the room in a sense you know like because that because my conditioning was growing up around you know like I still looked Guatemala and and you know like being like the I, I had blonde hair when I was a kid so so that helped you know stand out even more you know so there's this idea of like being um Really, the norm for me was to be in the mix and not to be like part of the the polar, you know, uh-huh. like the norm, uh-huh. but to just be like another representation of what people look like. And so, yeah, I mean, that was something that I don't know what had me stuffing it down and overlooking it, but there was I can't think of a time where I was never at least on some level aware, like it's pretty white in here. <laughs> 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 or when they would take pictures of my baby Caleb. Oh, side. I put him on the screen. So uh, okay, okay, so if you know that, so to know our, to understand our area, it's called the Seven Cities. Virginia Beach is one of them, and uh, Norfolk is more heavily urbanized and has like uh, there's this implication that because it's urbanized, it needs help. Yeah. Is yeah. black people there? So the Virginia Beach churches would go and help <laughs> people in Norfolk. Mind you, Norfolk is the place to be. You yeah, feel me? Absolutely. Like, Ghent is like, it reminds me of the village in New York City. is popping. Whenever we go on dates, that's where we're going. Yeah. But for some reason, because there's more black mm-hmm. people there, the Virginia Beach Wave Church believes that they need to go and um, help the black people out. We need help. Yeah. We need help. So we need there, was, uh, there was there was one of those events. And um, yeah, Caleb was in the mix because we're helping out too. Right. My little black king. Yeah. He out there playing around. All of a sudden, they take a picture. They took a picture of him. They put it right on the big screen. They said, we love the fact that we're helping urban communities. I was like, God damn it. He was part of the volunteer. (laughs) I said, you know your own family. Oh, we black. We must be helping them too. I think, I think too the the weird thing like there's such a cloud over you like the, the fact that we didn't speak up about so many things like I can't remember how many conversations when we were getting things rolling and comfortable 
talking to pastors about it and all that. Um, how many times they came up, like, they would imply a lot of things about your status. Mm-hmm. Even though at the time, you were, like, the, um, what they would call the breadwinner at the time. I was going back to school and everything like that. But but there was this skew Stories. talking about, like, Stories. oh, so you must be on this. Girl, they said, pro- girl, are you on the, are you on they the- thought I was on a pastor. We went for marriage counseling before we got married. You have to. The pasta, you have to. And we went for marriage counseling. Girl, tell me why she was at telling me. She was like, I know you're on welfare. So how is Jimmy going to... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where did you get that from? I don't know how we sailed. Why would I be on welfare? She's like, well, I mean, why? look at you. Why? <laughs> you know? Didn't I see you at the outreach? Wait, wait, wait! Yeah, like... We can tell, I can tell, like, even though I didn't really say anything because I was like, look, I got my man, you have to say whatever you want to say, you can think whatever you want to think, but I, I could feel it that they were looking at Jimmy like, oh, what, oh a yeah, nice, I, I, what a nice Christian man to take in a black woman with a single mother with her son. What a gesture. But that, you could tell, like, they felt sorry for him for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, privately, I'm realizing I need to get my life in order. What in the world is that? Look, like, sis, my life was in order. You see? Yeah. I was a laboratory supervisor. I ain't want no busters. Okay. No busters. And you ain't seeing my son. So I know you real. I mm-hmm. get my own car. Yeah, I told him. I said, look, you need to... <laughs> You need to go back to school. I told you, you need to go back to school. I was getting right. You need to get him. You was getting <laughs> so, so, so here it is. Then at first thinking like, oh, Jimmy saved the black girl. When the black girl was saved for Jimmy. That's the story of the world. When the black girl was saved for Jimmy, Janice. It was, it was, whew, it was rough. Took a lot of patience though. <laughs> and, and it's so funny because like, just you, Asking us these questions brought up so much. And you know how it is. Like the body doesn't really know that it's that you're just recanting what's going on. But it's reliving it. So here's me and Jimmy, like hearts palpitate and we fight mode, fight or flight mode, because we remember all of these experiences that we had and we realized like, yo, this is like straight up abuse. I'm in therapy right now because of this shit that I went through over there. Yeah. Like, actually afraid to even talk about it because I'm like, yo, in fear of something might happen because I done said something. That's when you realize, like, shit, you a whole abuse victim. <laughs> you need to go get some help and, and heal, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because as, as it's happening, I'm in Christianity, this version of it. I don't, I don't even think, I mean, it's not the real right. thing. Whatever Christianity is supposed to right. be, they say right. that. But it, it's just so many, like, just trap doors built into it. Even when you're like, oh, I think, I don't think this does, I know this doesn't feel good. Right. right. <laughs> but then you're like, but wait, no. it's not supposed to feel good. Right. Like, right. They told, they told me that it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. This is a test. It's trying my faith. I got I to gotta build up the strength. This, right. you know, it's this endurance. It's, right. It's not the path. It's, it's me. And then when you're looking around, you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why, why is this person getting this? Why are they being promoted? Ooh. Why? When, Wait a minute. No, no, no. That's my pride. Hey. That's my ego. Why am I doing this? Not it's, not, it's not for that. It's not for that. It's not for that. That is, uh, that is a whole, that is a whole system, sis. That is a whole system to not critique. Right. To not even, don't even look at, if you see wrong, it's you. 
It's you. Why are you saying that? Why are you saying pure, that? All things are pure. Oh, because like, you ain't right. We just, you just serving the Lord. Right. You but, got uh, to get rid of that devil that you listening to. There's that good uh, firewall of God not calling the qualified, but well. Ooh. Oh, goodness gracious, Neoma. Oh, oh, so now you're going to trigger me. That's what we do with Jimmy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think, I think firewall's a good word for that, right? Because I mean, yeah. Absolutely. They had the, it was just, it was, it was perfect, perfect packages. You know what I mean? And perfect slogans and sayings that we literally built within ourselves. And whenever we were at home in our bathroom, we recite to ourselves to govern ourselves. They was governing us in our damn bathroom. Oh, there was this yeah. word made yeah. up. I don't know if this was popular up in the, the NYC, but um, there was this word called um, unoffendable. Oh, Jesus. When I think about like John Bevere and his whole- Oh my gosh. The whole world tour he went on with that book Beta. to be offended was like the greatest sin. Like yeah. offense. That was, the, that was the bait of Satan. Yes. <laughs> I remember hearing about that book for years, and then I finally started reading it, and I was like, oh, that's what it is? Uh, it was really uneventful. Now, I mean, and he was at all all the conferences and doing, you know, yeah. speaking to Hillsong multiple times and just making the rounds, and that book sold he can make however many he copies. Package though. Like, most, like, the amateurs would just do the book here and there. He had a way of doing, like, the course, the full menu, like work, yes. DVD. And all the churches wanted it and, and pumped it because of course you want people who are unoffended. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course you want them to think to be offended is the biggest sin you could commit. Right, but how do you unburden yourself from having to counsel more people Well, get them to sweep more issues under the rug? And, right. And you got a you got a self serving system right there. Self right. It's like the perfect scam. Mm -hmm. It really is. I mean, I don't see it any different from McDonald's. It's just, the only difference oh, yeah. is that it's nonprofit. What is it? Five five hundred one C three B. That's the one that um, I don't know if he's new to it. New to me. Another Instagram name out there. Cult uh, Cult Spirit. Yeah. It, yeah. This one about kind of like mock up talking about. Starbucks, like being, uh, I think he was delivering it as if he was like uh, preaching it. And he's talking about like, you know, Starbucks, if you go on the West Coast, it's one way. <laughs> it's, it's the same way. It's the, it's, it's, it's the designed same. It's to function. It's the same thing. So, it really is. Yeah, the, the benefit of consistency is great from an efficiency organizational standpoint. Right. But when you're dealing with something as unique as people and communities and everything that overlaps, yeah. You can't really just stamp down a mold of quick fix on everything. But the problem was, it wasn't even the fact that they they presented that as a way to be promoted to go up in the ranks. But that wasn't the case. Right. Like, I quickly found out, like, yo, I, I think I was eight years being there. And I quickly found out, like, yo, I'm never going to get be able to share my experience with anybody. Because, like, girls was coming in as long as their hair was swept to the side, right? And they had the right tattoo in the right spot. And they had the right jeans in the right spot. And they spoke the right words. They would worship pastors in 2.5 days. There was a there was a weird, uh, it's like a feudal system almost. There's a way of pairing up, pairing up people. Um, there's this weird, like, matchmaking making dynamic where... You know, they'll, they'll butter them up with the term, like, power couple or something like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, get this idea going of, like, okay, now because one of you is staffed by the church, you're both pastors. Right! Like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's every Hillsong wife. Like, right! all the women in leadership 
Yeah. Are there based on who they're married to? Right. Like, a thousand percent. Well, I don't understand. Like, okay, yeah, but she, but she's a painter, or she's an entrepreneur, or she's a businesswoman. What happened to that? No, you pass his wife now. Wait, what kind of women were at Wave? Because <laughs> these. <laughs> I wish they had occupations. Yes, we're guessing. Let me just say that I brought my brother over from California, and he said, I have to leave. This is Stepford Wives. I can't be here. I thought he said Pleasantville. He called it Pleasantville, and he called it Stepford I said, no, Moses, it's not like that. He said, no, I'm good. And all of us, that was funny, because the first time Moses come, Moses is a ball player. Ball player, 6'8", you know, charismatic. All of a sudden, these three dudes just latch onto him. Now, mm-hmm. these three dudes, I remember them for being personal assistants with Carl Lentz. We in a dangling lobby. Y'all don't pay me no mind. I'm the single black mother that you need to stay clear of. Put her in a single mother's room and give her single mother's food and we'll deal with the rest of the population. <laughs> Y'all wasn't dealing with me before. All of a sudden, my brother comes in and you know what I mean? They latch onto him. Oh, you know, Carl wants to talk to you. He's like, nah, I'm good. I don't know who that is. You know, because I mean, Moses don't play. He don't want any. He don't want anything to do with Christianity at all. So, but that kind of opened my eyes. Like, really? Like, that's when when someone looks the part. I actually had a um, an incident where, and it was so serendipitous because we was in a Bible study for years. Actually, this is a Bible study with like widows and divo- ladies who got who who were divorced and moms, like middle aged women. And all of a sudden, our Bible study teacher got switched out. And it was this girl, she just comes in and she starts talking. So immediately when I heard her little accent going, I was like, oh, she must be from Australia. She must be from the Hillsong. Another import. Yeah, from the Bible college to come teach us heathen Americans how to be, you know, because we need help. Mind you, all the churches that we have here, but we need help. And so I figured, okay, she's coming through. But because of my intuition, I never. She would say, hey, Mary, let's, let's get a coffee. Let's get a coffee. I was like, no, sis, I want a coffee. No. And I, I, I started, of course, you know, you start to beat yourself up. So I was like, yo, like, um, I'm not being nice to her. I just didn't feel like I don't want to give you my information. Because right. my story is, is very, very delicate. I'm not going to just be throwing it on people. I told it to the last chick. And she decided to leave. I'm not giving it to you. So fast forward to, girl, okay, I'm, I'm trying to cover her I'm trying to cover her identity. Yeah, well. We'll call her Fred. So Fred, out here in these streets, we started roommating together. We was roommates. Well, in a housemates or whatever. So when I start, when I come in, I'm a single mom. My, my budget has to be on point. Why? Because I got to give my baby all, all I can. My budget needs to be on point. Um, how do we pay these bills or whatever? What's the, the light bill, whatever? And um, they one of the girls over there says, oh, we just give the money to Fred. Okay, yeah, bet. Okay, Fred, what's, what do I have to pay for the light bill? Oh, Fred said it's much. Okay, bet. Can I get the, the bill, please? So I can divide it by four. And I can give you, oh, no, she doesn't. Check your mouth. Fred doesn't allow us to. No, bitch. What's going to happen is I need my bill. Because let me tell you something. Electricity don't cost 110 amongst each person. Got to pay 110 in a house? No, you want <laughs> So come to find out she was lying about it. But, but here you are. Fast track. So I wanted to go talk to her. I was like, yo, why'd you lie? And she started talking about it. And I said, yo, like, when did you start coming to way in church? Because I don't remember you. Like, I just remember they do put, they put you in charge of, literally, Janice, it was a week before 
It was a week before. And homegirl wasn't even Australian, sis. She was down here from the block in Virginia Beach. She came to the church when Carl Lentz got saved and said, oh, I want this. And songed and danced and said the right words. Of course, she was white, so she got fast-tracked. She got fast-tracked and gave, you gave, this This was like 40 women, mothers, widows, divorces. You want to give it to this little girl that doesn't have any experience in the world. And that's when I, that's when it all started to crumble. All started coming for me. I was like, I can't. Like, if you're going to, and, and she became like lead student. Right. What are these? College. What are these qualifications? Yeah. <laughs> it was like it helped me to understand. Like, Mary, you don't want none of this. But even still, you know, because of that want. Yeah. I, no, I do still want it. I will say, I will pick the change. Yeah. You see all that potential, you know. Oh, I had a really, yeah. I had a really active imagination. No, we all did. We were like, no, I, I, could, I see what it could be, and I know what it should be. Right. I think that was so. That's a, that's a funny thing that actually helped kind of pry us loose from the culture at large. Was we stepped out of there, went across down to a different church, and it was, you know, it was like leaps and bounds ahead. You know, like big on diversity, actually inclusive, really hit a lot of the right notes. You know, the things that I always thought were great ideas that we should be doing at Wave were actually in practice there. Yeah, and even that eventually kind of fills. Well, because it's the yeah. evangelical yeah. industrial complex. Yeah, exactly. As it's long as you again. follow that it's system, it's going to get fucked up. There's going to be hard people. That system hurts people, period. Yeah. You know, I remember times where, you know, at Wave Church, like, you know, my close friend, she would say, Mary, I remember when they was bringing a Harley Davidson on stage, the pastors, all of them, they would go on their little Harley Davidson, they'd bring it on stage, oh, yeah. they pray on their motorcycles. And she said to herself, I'm out here giving money to them and they out here on Harley Davidson's and I got to go back home and feed my baby ramen noodles because there's no money at the end of the month because I just gave it to y'all and paid tide y'all and did y'all y'all thing to make me feel guilty right and I gave y'all above and beyond and here me and my daughter are starving and y'all bringing Harley Davidson's on the stage for me and my starving daughter to pray over Right, the whole, yeah. whole auditorium smelling like gas. Right. Yeah. That's when I was just, I can't. Oh, oh, when Caleb, our son, Caleb, when he started talking, like, he said, oh, mommy, white people better than black people. Oh, no. I said, oh, damn. Thank I'm you. out. Peace. I'm out. That was when I left. That was when I left. Because, you know, you can do shit to me. I'll just keep, you know, as a victim, just keep thinking like it's me. But when my baby says something, then I know it's wrong. Yeah, we'd even held tight. We'd even stuck around after uh, a good bout of victim blaming mm-hmm. went on the, the weekend after uh, Sandra Bland happened, and there was there was this you know stirring sermon point that came out of nowhere about respecting authority. And, oh, uh, right. If you, if you just do this, then girl, we uh, left the church. I don't know why that wasn't like. I don't know how we stayed in the seat. I don't know how we came back. We were um, abused. That's what, that's what victims, like, I've been in an abusive, I was a battered wife, so I know, like, you keep making those good excuses because you've made a vow a long time ago, Right. you know, and even though they don't care about you, even if you left, they don't care about you, you're still, like, holding on to them vows, because for your because I'm, I'm going to be a better person. Right. Like, I'm, I'm a good person. Right. I, and I want to be a good person. Right. And so, because that was even how I was with, like, like, tithing. Because I would look at Hillsong and be like, wow, okay, yeah, they have way more money than the rest of us. Right. And I can see them doing, like, stupid things. They're just wasting money. And I can yeah. see that. Yeah. But then I would, like, remove myself from it. Like, you know what? 
It's none of my business what they do, actually. Right. It's on me. Yep. Tithing is my responsibility. Right. This is what I'm doing for God. Right. So that's that's between me and God. Right. What they do with the money, that's between them and God. Right. And I guess, you know, God would deal with it. That was, that, that's, that was one of their abuse tactics, to hold you in, to govern you while while they weren't there. And so we all had, like, this, this baseline of abuse that we just accepted, that we yep. were honestly, like, fine with. And it wasn't until... Yeah, Sandra Bland. Oh, it's a little extra abuse. Right. And this, this is too much. Like this is making me notice it because the rest of it is like, just like white noise. I like, can't anymore. I just, I, I physically can't. Oh, that was the. Oh, jeez. I physically can't even show up no yeah. more. Another, another conundrum. What's the conundrum? There was uh, the venue, the church building, supposed to be like optimized to be like a venue that can be rented out to other people or whatever, and one client was uh Sis. trump Sis. they were gonna have a rally they was gonna have a rally at the wayne church uh, girl it was canceled because of a hurricane coming through but, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that there wasn't a willingness on the, and this was already after you know the dude in the cowboy the 10 gallon hat was punching the, the black dude at the rally this was after that it was already pretty well like established what goes on at these things like it wasn't a new right. republican candidate it was, was like this yeah. dude has staked his claim yeah. and it's obvious what this is about and still that was on the books until oh, yeah. hurricane that, i don't know yeah. thank god for the hurricane but. yeah i, I kind of feel like when it comes to lance like as a matter of fact you know um, oh, this was yeah this was post this was post yeah but i kind of feel like when it comes to carl lance like they they he got put into the industrial complex when he just fresh out of college. Fresh out of yeah. college, you don't even know your character. You trying to figure out your identity. Who am I? What do I like to do? And you got <laughs> fresh, fresh, fresh out of fake college. <laughs> look, hey, that, look. That place had clout. Tell the truth, that place, that place had clout. Like I heard you went there and I was- Clout. Like, you were on another level now. Right? <laughs> Still, even though. She were here and then- like, you just like, at their Bible college, but if you went from their Bible college to Hillsong? Yeah, I only went through the local, you know. You like, was I only went through the in-house One of, actually, the, the girl that introduced us, my friend that introduced us, that she was an architect. She dropped everything and went oh, to Hillsong wow. College. I mean, the good part about it, she found her man. She got home some kids, and they have a good relationship and all. Out, yeah. But, but that was the quintessential thing yeah. to do. There was something like it was you a went to Hillsong. Oh, get her on the stage quick and fast. It don't work for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. <not> eat. <laughs> <laughs> they had the, they had the Bible college just like, I mean literally it was a mini hill song it really it really yeah, is a mini hill absolutely. song uh, they are I mean they like it's I went, uh, I went through the one there a few years before they secured a uh, accreditation <laughs> it was so, out so I had credentials that were basically only good under that roof it was a piece of paper yeah. that's what it was that was the. They got your coins, your little student loan coins. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, "Here, have this certificate we printed up on the printer. You paid for." Yeah, I still got the printout. I still got the. He sure does. It's got like, a little gold foil on he it. He real proud of his it's stuff too. He worked for that. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> somewhere. It is somewhere. Mm. <laughs> ain't doing that for nobody yeah, else. Yeah. All of the people. That, well, I wouldn't say all. One thing that helped me to understand that this is out of line is when the people that was leading the Bible college, they just had a nasty attitude. They didn't mm -hmm. care about anybody. 
you know, all of these attributes, the fruits of the spirit that you keep oh. talking about on stage, none of them had it. I had to check. I was checking folks like left, right, and center. And I was like, yo, I don't need to be checking folks like this. Yeah, this people skill optional thing. Right. And I was checking folks left, right, and center. I, re- I remember one of my friends, she's like in her 50s and she's just volunteering. And she comes, tears, comes out. I was getting ready to start some Bible study. And she comes out to me and I was like, what's going on? And she's like, these little girls that are talking to me, the way they're talking to me, like they're the age of my youngest daughter and, and they're, and they're disrespecting me and I don't appreciate it. And I just started realizing like, yo, like this ain't it, Mary, this is not it. You know, you start to see human emotion and what is actually going on and what they're causing. Like, um, one of our homeboys who I won't say his name, but would open up to us. And he was even there before I was there. And of course, because he's a black man, he's still not going to get a position on stage. He's been there for what? Oh yeah, eligible beyond words. 16, 17 years. All of his family members are ministers in other churches. He's just faithful and loyal. Mm -hmm. And homeboy is still there. Still there. Hoping and wishing. It's not going to happen though. I'm going to need you to either be light-skinned white or if there's a crisis and um, we want to let make sure that we get the BLM coin, we'll bring it. <laughs> Hang around, because Black History yeah. Month is always coming. That carrot dangling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how, yeah, because I mean, that was, that was my experience pretty much the whole time there, too, which I'm almost kind of offended because I'm white. Like, I, I, like, it shouldn't have worked Yeah, out. but you, you messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Had you yeah, married one, well, you better two? say that truth. Uh, you better say that truth. You tell, you, look. Yeah, you do, do the, the college thing, they're, you know, 16 years. You ain't okay. marry a white, blonde, blue-eyed virgin. That's what it was. She a single blonde <laughs> you from Brooklyn? Oh, hell, you fucked up, Jimmy. <laughs> we'll go ahead and give you a janitor status on the side. You can open doors and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, I did. I did get on staff eventually. As a janitor. Tell the truth, let the devil be ashamed. They ain't giving you a real position. You know, it's like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm by then. No rocking the janitor status. How about well, he had the most honest job there? Yeah, a lot of custodial experience. But all of these little kids that got saved yesterday came in with their suits. They got saved yesterday, came in with their suits while Jimmy's mowing the lawn. They said, thank you so much for what you did for God and for the Lord. <laughs> Yo, I like to stab people. I'm so triggered. I was uh, yeah, that was one indelible moment. I'm repainting a yellow curb out front and getting walked past by folks who have an office. They're saying thank you, like like I did, it, like I'm here for you. Like what? What are you doing this for you? But uh, I was about to say, like you're welcome. Carry your Jesus ass Christ of Nazareth. You, you was in high school last week. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. what you coming at me for, girl? Especially if the perfect time was when I was pregnant. I had no filter. You know, when you're pregnant, you, everything goes out the window because I'm not feeling too greatest. And so that's how I was calling everybody out. I actually went to Pastor Sharon, his wife, and I was like, sis, when are we going to, um, when are we going to start, you know, talking about diversity here? When are we going to address? She's like, oh, the church is diverse. I was like, Mm-mm-mm. I'm talking about staff. When are we going to address that? Because y'all upstairs on the third floor watching a little Fox News and it's just oh. white people up there. Yeah, like, when are we going to break the, you know, the, the glass ceiling, the black people? And she says, that's a really good dialogue, which 
has but somebody, to talk. Is there a course that they take on what to say because they all have the same thing? <laughs> that is a really <laughs> good, that is a good conversation. And That's a good them, Morgan, so answer my question. Yeah. But then I get carried off by security. Six two. We got <laughs> yeah, I get carried off by security. They was always looking at me because I was six two and black and loud. They was always waiting for my ass to carry on. <laughs> All right, we were way, way over time. I knew we weren't going to get to no. half of this, but I did want to ask. So, I mean, a big, a big part of all these cultures and the abuse is like this idea of loyalty. You're there, and you, you're loyal to this house. Grow where you're planted, and you, you stay, and blah, blah, whatever. But then, house. We had the same pastor but we weren't at the same church. Facts, facts. So at some point, your friend became disloyal to Wave. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And came on over to Hillsong. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I remember that. Yeah. So how did that go in general? And then, you know, cause he's, he's, he's our buddy, right? That's your pastor, that's your friend. Right. That, oh, did you ever hear whole, from Carl Lentz again? So the, the November 2020, 2020 kerfuffle kind of upended a lot of, we were entrenched in this view that the problems we were having with our church were to do with the fact that he wasn't there. You know, we, we had that belief that like, this was the magical golden goose figure who was going to just carry champion us on to success as a ministry. And when we weren't really hitting those marks anymore, it was like, well, because you know, he's moved on. So it's, um, it was really a challenge to that, to find out like, Okay, apparently there's issues up in New York too. Like what like that's that that debunked a lot of the theories and a lot of the that, that's how we rationalized sticking around because it was yeah. like, well, all we need is somebody else like him to kind of fill that void and plug things along and keep it going. Yeah, but there was a lot of um you can you can you can sense the tension when yeah. they announced that Carl Lentz was going to New York. Because right before that, remember I was working at um, in the green room. I was working at the green room, me and my little single mom self waking up every morning trying to be there at 630 with Caleb. Mm -hmm. Oh, Caleb, you going to play your video game today? We, you know. And I remember that they said, hey, you know what? You got to up your game because we're moving Carl Lentz over to this side of Virginia Beach with Seaboard Road. They're moving him well, Strawbridge Cinema. So they're moving him over to this part of Virginia Beach because they're not, their numbers are tacky. Their right. numbers are lacking. Right. So if let's we're about go, to start a building campaign, so down let's, there, we're yeah. going to justify it by having the same number as we Right. right. Let's take our cash cow, Carl Lentz, take him over there, and he'll bring all the people. An infusion and attendance numbers. So right. We can so, of course, I don't look the part. They booted my ass from the hospitality. I agree with my truth. <clears throat> Mind you, I was doing that for what two, three years. Carl Lentz came; right. they had to get some right. nice nobody, white girl with some, uh, you know, red hair. She looked cute. She spoke the part, and and me and Kayla, we we got we had to go back to being regular. <laughs> so I remember. So so that was right before. So here's here's Pastor Steve. Like, yo, Carl Lentz, help me out. You're not going to be the 6 p.m. pastor over here anymore. We're going to take you over to. Um, you know, Seaboard Road, get those numbers up, and then Hillsong grabs them up. So you can smell the tension. I knew Steve was pissed off. Like, how are you going to take... And and I didn't even... Because before then, what's his name? Mr. Houston? Before then, he would come to Wave Church all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. Preach. Mm -hmm. Regular. Oh, yeah. After that, few and far between, girl. And oh, Steve yeah. had to forgive him first for, before he let him back in the building. There was this salt in the wound moment. Very much it was so. like a week or two 
after the transition, and you might have heard of Chad Beach. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess they had spoken right before he moved on, and he had lined him up as a speaker, and he kept 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 you know giving shout outs to his friend. Like I don't know where he's at. But, yeah, yep, Carla. I mean, what, like, what, what? But well, it was so like I mean I say salt in the wound because it was like I'd never seen somebody try so hard to be exactly like him, and this church uh-huh. it was full of people already trying to emulate like stylistically the the um cadence of how you talk and everything like that yep. i went for that too you know. i hacked it though i started getting into um i started listening to a lot of uh, mitch hedberg hedberg comedy i realized he borrowed a lot of that tone from mitch hedberg oh um that's not even right there but, but yeah it was a lot of but, um, but yeah there was that, that feeling of like <laughs> we just yeah there was like didn't know what to do from that point you know like i was as optimistic as i could be I knew, like, hey, this this is a movement. You know, it doesn't matter who's running it. It's it's. It mattered. It mattered. It mattered. Because guess yeah. what? They tried to do the Soul Central the next week. It was ridiculous. Yeah, you can count different. the people in there. They had to end up cutting it loose, saying yeah. that okay, Soul Central is no more. Because we're moving on. We're doing something. <laughs> which, what it was, you didn't have the coins that y'all was rolling from Lent. Yeah. Well, so and that was the. So, yeah, one of the unfair kind of things there. I mean, his uh, his cousin was on on staff and was kind of the one who assumed the role once he was I out. I don't think and, it's unfair. And well, I mean, unfair in the sense that you know his cousin was more the intellectual and all that. Oh, and, no like that, that doesn't really say much. So. Okay, he was yeah. racist and he was grown. I'm sorry, I don't have any excuses for them no more. I used to, but no, I'm healing. I'm going therapy girl, and I'm calling everybody out. No, he was racist just like him. But he didn't have the charisma. And that's what it was. Because I remember going to him saying, hey, I want to start a Bible. I mean, not even a Bible study. I said a book club. I just want to let y'all know. He said, no, you can't start a book club. I was like, well, guess what? You don't run my life. So I'm starting a book club anyway. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're not, we, we over time. <laughs> no, he was saying, and that's what we usually do. As like, you know, like I said before, as abusive victims, we make excuses. For the abuser, constantly. Yeah. We make excuses. My excuse was fast as Steve was, oh, um, even though the lay pastors are assholes, he probably doesn't know. He doesn't know. We called he it a, uh, know. We would call it a, a middle management gap. You know, no, yeah, like he the, knew. The senior executive can have all their ducks in a row, but maybe not be in tune with how people are telling people. <laughs> Same thing we were saying at Hillsong. Right. Which now, like, well, we can't have it both ways. Either you're a good leader, yeah, right, or you're not. And if you're a right. good leader and you don't know what's going on, then you're not a good leader. Facts. I had, I was today years old when I covered that. All right, so there was tension, tension, and wave in general. But you guys, when did you hear from Carl Lentz again? Never. Oh no. We even invited him to our wedding, girl. He ain't come. Did we? Yeah. Oh. We invited him and Pastor Steve. And they ain't come because we weren't white enough. I didn't realize we were. Still... We didn't look like Pinterest models enough. I thought we were uh, a little farther along by then. <laughs> but look, look, sis was—I was representing a divine feminine. Y'all was scared. That's what it was. That's what. It was. Shoot, don't come for me. That's what it was. Y'all, we are risky. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Too risky because we may we may say the truth and mess with the coins. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're like, no, they're they're in the right place. Like they are just under us enough to keep, you know, coming and, and giving the money, but like right. they can't we cannot give them any kind of power. Yeah. yeah. But or I mean, too much room to, to think thoughts. Right. 
they had Jimmy for a minute. They had Jimmy for what? You were there for 16 years. Yeah. I was there for what? Well, um, seven till about yeah. you know, 10, 11. No, 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 no. Till, till Trump's ass came along. Well, it's been 12 years. Yeah. 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 Solid run. Yeah, and even then, the crazy thing about it, Janice, is that even past then, like years past, we still have those like apprehensions about. I think it was probably like four years into it where I started calling him Steve and not past anymore. You're not my pastor, right? But before I was scared, I came out. I was like, I can't because of you know, right? I can't, I can't say anything. Let me just dip out. So many people at Wave Church would leave. When they wanted to leave, they had to move out of state in order to say, "Hey, we're not leaving the church. Oh, yeah. We 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 um we were sent and not went." Bullshit um, slogans yeah. that they made up for people. Oh. Was that kind of a common thing up there too? Sent like, and like not went. People would be having a kind of a difficult time, and then suddenly, like they get a job offer, two states. Absolutely, quote unquote. Yeah, especially if you wanted to to still be be good with people. Yeah. yeah, like you couldn't, you can't offend the church. You can't, yeah. you can't leave the church. It's like, oh, I got, I got yeah. called away. Exactly. But, um, like, but yeah. I still love it, guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, oh. The, the one if I one. could be there. Yeah. Jazz hands. You gotta do jazz hands. <laughs> we, even, we even considered it for a while. There was, uh, there was a good pipeline to um, elevation because you know Charlotte. That's four or five hours away, and it's similar, and it's a way to leave wave without. That's what we thought, but you know, I think about it now. That kept us there for another year because I think he came over and he started talking about the um, the tree that's planted by the riverside. Oh, the, the verdict, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's planted, so you know it's fertile, and so we said, "Oh, we got to get planted." Is it is it too far fetched to think these people talk before a conference or something and say, "Hey, we're having issues with retention." Do you think you could have a point that touches on loyalty and? They do that for Fortune 500 companies. Why not this Fortune 500 okay, company? Okay. And they probably they all know they're probably in the same same place. They're having the same problems. And it's like, but let me get somebody else to come and say what I can't say. Because you know, it's not it's not about me. Oh, look at look how the Lord moves. He he brought this message. Right. Yes. And it's all like a feeder system because, like the evangelical church, it's not really growing, but people are just shifting. So it's right. like, so yeah, right. <laughs> we'll leave wave and then we'll go to elevation, right. and then That's we'll get burnt out there. But maybe Hillsong is different, right. and if Hillsong is different, oh, we got city church, <laughs> and people are just bouncing around, right? Until they like get spit out on one end, where they're like, oh, how would I find myself in North Carolina? I don't know. <laughs> I'm accused, but I don't want to be pulled out for it. <laughs> but yeah that's how it was girl but we got out we're out now yeah so where where are you guys what? churchly spiritually what are you oh. what are you doing what am i doing um i don't call i don't consider myself a christian simply because of what it does to people when they hear the word christian mm. so i don't want to be associated with that now, Jesus is my homeboy. You know what I mean? Like, homeboy came down and said, hey, see what I'm doing? Y'all can do it too. Peace. <laughs> you know? All, of course. All the law and the prophets. Yeah. And right so, but I don't, because of what many people have experienced from Christianity, I don't associate with that, with that anymore. Because at the end of the day, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if someone said, uh, hey, I'm saved, or you found out they were saved, and, and you wanted to talk to them, you curb your language, didn't you? Whenever you were, I mean, I, I did. Uh, not anymore. Not now. Oh no! Full <laughs> yeah. force. Full force. 
But back then, it was just like, oh, you got to talk about what you Lord and all of this. Right. I don't want people when they when they have contact with me to reserve themselves. Right. And that usually happens when you say I am a Christian. That's a label. So guess what? I'm human. Mm-hmm. Take that. You know. Period. Yeah. And the Bible has some nice stuff to say, but then it has some fucked up shit <laughs> that we right. gotta call out. Right. You can't just say, oh, you know, it's the infallible word of God. No, 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 no. Cause y'all out here calling, you know, hating on LGBTQ. You know me? I ain't for all of that. Not the guy that I talk to. But go ahead, babe. I don't wanna take over. I, I, I'm, I hang on to the, I, I, I think I broke it down to a ratio. 10% a feeling of like loyalty just to where I came from and mm-hmm. acknowledging my past and my context and knowing that that's always going to inform who I am to some degree. That was about 10% of the reason why I identify as a person. I said the 90% left over is purely spite. Like, I just don't want to feel like I can be shaken off that easily. Like, y'all aren't, you're, you're going to have to contend with my views and my way of seeing things still because I think a lot of it is still based on things that are really essential to the faith. And yeah. it challenges why it has to be run through so many whitewashes of, you know, nationalism and all kinds of other yeah. irrelevant uh, things that aren't informed by that. Right. In other words, you just, I'm here, bitches. I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of between the two of you because for a while I was like, oh, I don't want to be, yeah, I don't want the label. I don't want, I don't want to be Christian. I'm not calling myself that. But then now I'm kind of like, well, wait a minute. Why do you, why do you guys get to have the label? You're not, you're not doing the right thing. So yeah, no, I am a Christian. So fight with me. Right. This is how Christians look like. Right. You don't like it. You go. Right. You go. You you be something else. Right. Yeah. So what are are you doing? What are you telling your kids? Oh, jeez. It has a lot to do with outer space and the universe. Okay, let's be frank, because because that's because um, I want them to be able to grab hold of all of the good things. Because I mean, when my dad's Muslim, and because of that, we kind of have this it's this reverential like we we honor the fact that like when you walk in, you take your shoes off, you know, like those little details and stuff like that. So I want them to take everything, like the lifestyle for Buddhism. You know what I mean? Like I want them to take, you know, that self-discipline that you can get in, uh, is from is, you know, practicing Islam. I want them to grab everything. You know, a little coexist sticker. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I want for my babies. So great. if you decide that you want to be in one, like full on, you're not excluding the people that decided other than you. You're not you're not going out with your little apologetics book ready to bust somebody, an uh, atheist upside the head, where you can sit down with the atheist and really dialogue and say, oh, wow. A dialogue. What? Oh. <laughs> uh, that's what I want for my baby. So, I mean, there's always this fear that they're going to come at me and say, mommy, you need to get saved. You know, there's always that fear, but I feel like I've instilled enough of life in them as a foundation for them to be like, you know what, well, y'all restricting me too much. If they get put in that situation, <laughs> I don't like this. Peace out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think some of it too is just giving it, um, giving a broad idea of, you know, spirituality in, in a sense, and then really waiting to hear what comes back to you. I think, I think one thing that was overlooked from the generation that raised us was the agency of your own kids and their ability to figure things out too. And so, you know, if they know the general parameters of how something works, then they're probably going to know better than anybody else what they're how they're interpreting what they see and so you know there's some you know there's always there's some nuggets along the way when it comes to that you know give them that that freedom to kind of interpret the world around them and negate that to us you know like that's 
what was, what was the I don't know who on earth it's one of those quotes that floats around there, but uh, says the, uh, the the little children will guide. You know, oh, like this uh-huh. idea that like there is something about about younger people in general. You know, like our older son. You know, he's fifteen now, and there's a lot about the perspective of a teen that washes through our own experiences from being that age. Right. And okay, he's living a life in a more contemporary time at an age, experiencing things that we never have. Like, what what is it like to be budding as a social creature and then get it shut down by a pandemic? What's it like That's to, right. you know, have some of your only options be the way that you can coordinate with people online? And, and, and the way he's adapting yeah. to that is a yeah. real, it's a real lesson to us. You know, I think, I think um, really just deboning that idea of like, we're the teachers and we right. being the molder of the person and, right. and like, you know, I mean, they, we can be just as, as informed by them as they can be by us exactly. and setting that expectation gives them, I, I would like to think that can lead to more confidence for them in the mm-hmm. future and more decisiveness. Because both of us, I know we were looking over our shoulder constantly, like, is this wrong? Should right. I not be doing this? Is mm-hmm. this, is this, who's going to object to that? You know, like I specifically was in a real appeasement cycle, you know, however positive the Christian upbringing was, there were definitely egos to contend with and people to keep happy and appearances to keep up. So that, that wasn't great. <laughs> you know, I learned, I adapted and I learned to play the game well, so it felt positive. Right. Retrospectively, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that's something I would want for my kids. So. so y'all have swung all the way to the other oh. end where you are now full demonic hippie Yeah, band. straight up. We say. meditate the whole group for all. Right. That demonic divine feminine. That's what I'll take it. <laughs> all right. Well, as we finish up, tell me something good, you guys. Ooh, what is yeah, something something new, something from the last the last year. So we can we can show people that it's okay to change your mind. I well, think that, yeah, go ahead, babe. I mean that that wave of uncertainty that hits your face when you start deprogramming yourself and coming into your own in a sense it makes you really my experience was this hyper receptivity to just anybody's angle on things and so i mean like that's why uh i get sucked into the vortex of social media pretty easily because part of it yeah because they're just like engrossing stuff that'll just get you mad or that's hilarious but i think the real draw beyond that too is just that there's so many perspectives like there's like i'm just soaking up what a lot of people have to say now like people who are really forward with their lens and their experience of how things go and like people that i was kind of conditioned to hold at arm's length and suspect and all that you know, a lot of a lot of people in the uh, feminist space that um that are really unpacking the subject in a way that gives enough room for you know the, the cis white hetero male to at least feel like <laughs> At least feel like you can glean off of it, you know, like not not to insert yourself and start like running away with your own ideas. No, no, you actually your ass in trouble, right. man. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll get on you too. I'll be right. <laughs> you know, learning like learning your distance yeah. and learning that engaging other people doesn't mean centering yourself. That's, right. Like look at me. Yeah, because that's so. I mean, compound issue there. I mean, you know, the Christian culture is always like that you're the, the light and the darkness, so people got it here but you come to learn which is new for me that i am the light and the darkness oh mm-hmm. we're the light and the darkness okay yeah. because mm-hmm. we like to blame stuff on the devil but that's but that's what that's what i've come to learn i've been going i've been doing a lot because of the fact that there was so much rejection at wave church like you're not enough you're not this you're not that so mm-hmm. i rejected myself there was a lot of self-loathing or whatever so now it's like 
No, you do know. So I've been going within. What's what's in there, Mary? What's in there? That dark fear. That's in there. That's mm-hmm. you. You know, and it's something that was produced from an experience I had. It's not some mean devil in the corner waiting to throw it at me. You yeah. know, it's actually my way of protecting myself in that situation. And it became a fear. So, okay, you no longer serve me. Bye. Thank you, though. Appreciate you. But you can't dwell here. And that's how I've been learning how to deal with or how to look within and say, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, you're light, but you're dark, too. Let's acknowledge some things. What? Your loins on fire? It's all right. (laughs) You're okay. It's human. You know? It's like just learning that those things that church taught me that I'm starting, I got it now, I'm becoming acquainted with that part of me. And she's a badass bitch. Let me tell you that right now. Like all of this, all of the songs, the plethora of music and books that I get to read now. You know, I get to, you know, go and study astrology and hypnotherapy and all of those other demons is how things <laughs> bring them all i'm calling them all to me Just come in but that's what i'm doing new i'm talking to the demons what's your name because i ain't get you um you buddhist demon right. what's what's your name Oh, that's so good. And just that thought as you were talking, that idea of like light and darkness, we've made it so binary. It's like day and night, like we need the nighttime. Like darkness isn't always bad. Like, right. You can't live in all daytime. People in life don't tell you it's stressful as hell. Right. It's stressful as hell. And then you want me to just be light and act (laughs) like my loins ain't on fire for this fine man. (laughs) We ain't married yet. And you tell me I can't. Right. Parameters. Parameters. That that freed me up a lot to getting into a a space where you can acknowledge negative sides of yourself without deeming them evil or unfit Uh and just seeing them for what they are. Like that actually helped us do a lot of our detoxing from that culture. Like, I mean, not to swing back to where we were, but I mean, that was a big help for me to realize I can really objectively identify my own complicity in that world. I was also the person guilt tripping people into helping me park cars because it was <laughs> the worst job. And, and there was no way you could get somebody to help you. You was doing it for the Lord, You couldn't get somebody to help you unless you put a massive guilt trip on them. No, so. he was doing it for the Lord. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. He was doing it for the Lord. That's how. I was doing it for the next one up the ladder. I, I, I had to be like yeah. faithful with the little. But that's so how you tolerate me, though. So I mean, I uh, drive my car and Jimmy tried to touch I did have girl. special space. I mean, I went, I was at the Bible College 2005 to 2009, and then Hillsong New York started officially in 2010. So I was, yeah, so from 2005 to 2017. Oh, wow. They call it, you was under the skirt. You saw all of the inner workings. Yeah, those were, those were legendary times, what was getting reported back home, though, like these connect groups that were, like, filling up entire apartments. For me, coming from New York, legendary. I didn't understand it because I was like, why do you from Australia need to come over here in New York? We've got um, Times Square Church. At that time, you had um, Brooklyn Tabernacle. Brooklyn Tabernacle. We had all of these other churches. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. Need to come. POCs, Black folks. Yeah, y'all had... You had these big But churches. they were oh. ran, they that, wasn't, ran that wasn't for it. Like magic. People. We need to help them out. Are they multi-platinum? So I was, I was always, it, it just it just rubbed me the wrong way when he was leaving. I was like, what is, I don't understand why they need a hill song in New York. 
New York is crowded enough. And which is why there were no there were no New Yorkers <laughs> planting. There were no New Yorkers yeah. on that team. Like that's part of my thing now. Like the, all the things I was complicit in. I had no business plant anybody's church in New York. Let me tell you, girl. It was... I've been here seven minutes. Right. Right. Yes. Let me tell you, girl. I went on. We were on the China bus from here, and it was around the week that he packed up and left. And I just went on the China bus, go visit my mom and dad in New York. You know, real quick. The whole bus was filled with wave church people. Not one of them said hi to me. By that time, I'd been to church, what, eight years? Not oh, yeah. one of them, they all saw me was like, and I'm like, where the fuck y'all going? Where the hell you think you going? You going to New York for what? Ain't gonna eat you up whole, spit you out. They didn't say anything to me. Here come Jimmy. He started calling them. Oh yeah, you saw my fiance, you ain't saying nothing. I said, you know why you fighting? You can call people, they gonna follow him. I heard stories, didn't I? Uh, yeah. yeah. How, uh, how all of them started falling by the wayside and shit. Yeah, I remember there was a big, yeah, Virginia Beach contention. Not many of them lasted long. Yeah, you know that didn't last long. I think I heard the, the, uh, the little stipend. Wait a minute. Yeah, the little stipend. There was stipends? Yeah, there was stipends. That's what I heard from the grapevine, but you know. Little stipends ran out and they had to pay some New York rent. They weren't ready for that shit. It takes some grown folks to pay some New York rent. <laughs> grown folks or some mega church money, cause right, yo, that, the money that's flowing through there is unreal, and I believe that what what is happening on a large scale is gonna fuck all of that up. It, it has to, yeah. because for me as a single mom, I remember going through my taxes. My tax returns. What was I doing? I, gave, I, think I, gave, I think I gave one year, I gave about 15000 oh. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, about 15000 It's because they had layers. Oh, the yeah. Oh. The centurions, and the kingdom people. So we had the, yeah, the kingdom builders. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I can't even remember no. all the levels right now. I'm sure. It's gonna come screaming back to me in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm ready. Like I don't even give a fuck anymore. I'm ready to tear shit down. Why? Because I know that there's people like me sitting in there, hoping and wishing that something will change, and their lives are miserable. Not to the point where every Sunday I was coming home. Every Sunday I was coming home, and I had to go meditate to heal from what the fuck they were doing to me that that, that Sunday. That's when you knew it was a problem. And if it doesn't happen directly, it was somebody who confided in us about like, some like bone-achingly awful, unfair thing that was just happening routinely. Yeah, so, but you don't want to take up your time, bro. Oh, God, this has been great. Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> you, this is fun. You, madam, you've opened the door. That's right. And everybody's coming through. We all coming through. Wild and free. Good. <laughs> and mostly black yeah. women. So they, they, you know they peeing in their pants. We got your back, girl. We got your back. And I got yours. And that is that. Y'all, I love the Bensons. I wouldn't say I'm obsessed, but that's only because I'm playing it cool. Talking with them was a special kind of validation because they are such phenomenal people as individuals, as a couple. It's hard to make sense of how they spent just as much time as I did in something so toxic. Like it makes sense to me for me because I felt like I wasn't, I don't know, special, smart, something, something enough. I wasn't something enough to get out sooner. But the truth is that getting taken in by those kinds of systems doesn't say nearly as much about any of us as getting out does because falling in is honestly easy. And the way the whole setup is designed with its catchphrases and gaslighting and feedback loops and constant governance, getting out is honestly a miracle. We are miracles. 
And that is something we don't give ourselves enough credit for. So wherever you are on the journey to wherever you're headed next, take a little time to thank and congratulate yourself for how far you've come and to realize what great company you're in and how awesome it is to be in a place to be Team Benson. People can find us on A Drink with the Bensons. That's all one word on Instagram and our podcast. That's it. That's where we get raw and, and gritty. And then you can find us at jimmyandmarys.com if you want to take care of your skin and your hair. The side hustle. So go on and take some of your dollars to jimmyandmarys.com and use the promo code God is not given for 20% off some good stuff. And then for free, go to your preferred podcast platform and subscribe to A Drink with the Bensons. It is a good time. And speaking of a good time, can I interest you in an awful book? It is so funny that John Bevere and that sham of unoffendable theology came up because just this week, I started recording episodes of a new podcast for the God Has Not Given Bad Book Club. We are tackling and talking through the bait of Satan, and I need a few more people to join us. So if you'd be up for reading a chapter and spending an hour talking to me about it, hit me up via my DMs or at GodHasNotGiven at gmail.com. It is going to be awfully good. Anyway, I am Janice Legata, and this has been another episode of God Has Not Given. Thank you for joining me. If this has meant anything to you, sparked anything for you, or was just a good time, hey, let the people know. Rate and review this podcast on Apple. Ask about me at God Has Not Given on the Gram. And if you'd like to support this podcast or me as a person, Patreon, Venmo, and Cash App are all available options. So hit the show notes for all the links. Take care of you. Be well, and I will talk to you soon. I am an I am an EX, I am an EXPANGELICA, and I